According to John. Glory to you, Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as we're finishing up our Engaging Encounter Weekend, we celebrate this feast of Pentecost, which takes place 50 days after we celebrate Easter and kind of closes out the Easter Season where we've been focused on the resurrection of our Lord. And so following the narrative of Jesus' life, we're closing out this season of the church, which really began at Ash Wednesday. When we remember that we are dust and to dust we shall return. We sort of remember our human frailty on Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, we remember that we're a bunch of sinners. It's interesting because more people come to Mass on Ash Wednesday than I think come on Easter Sunday. Like Everybody's concerned about getting ashes. It's not even obligatory to go to Mass on Ash Ash Wednesday, but everybody shows up because there's something about, like, today's the day for sinners, I can go. And we walk around with ashes on our forehead. And then we enter into this period of Lent, where we're really focused on repentance for sin. And then we get to celebrate the resurrection. And the reality that God came into the world to save sinners, to redeem sinners. Jesus entered into a broken world in order to heal it. And at Easter, we're always reminded of the fact that Jesus has also entered into our personal 
broken world story in order to redeem it. So that we can live resurrected lives. And during the last seven weeks, we focused on that. And it represents the time that Jesus was on earth after the resurrection, before the ascension into heaven. And then Jesus, of course, went into heaven to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And he sends the Holy Spirit on the church today. The Holy Spirit's job not really job, the Holy Spirit's being, as we talked about yesterday, is to be the bond of love between the Father and the Son. And when the Son sends the Holy Spirit on the church, it's the Holy Spirit that is the bond of love between each and every one of us and Christ. That's what we celebrate today. The fact that After our Lord ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit that he might always be present to the church. In the gospel reading today, he enters into this locked room where everybody's afraid. And he says, peace be with you. And then he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain are retained. When he breathes the Holy Spirit on the disciples, it forms a bond between them and Jesus so that when they say, I forgive you, Jesus is saying, I forgive you. It's an amazing gift of love. And oftentimes as Catholics, we sort of forget about the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes the hymns that we sing that are Trinitarian, there's the first one that's about the Father, verse two is about the Son, and then everybody's in church and we stop singing. And we forget like the Holy Spirit verse. I had a friend who's a Pentecostal, I was in army chaplain school with her, and we were talking about different things, and she was like, oh, you Catholics have all this stuff, but we have the Holy Spirit, because we're Pentecostals. And I think there's something about that that might be true, because... We don't always call on the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. Throughout the weekend, we've talked a lot about sacramental graces of marriage. And those sacramental graces of marriage are a specific ordering of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It is the Holy Spirit that comes into our lives and infuses our human love with divine love. so that you truly will love one another with the love you've received from God. It's the Holy Spirit that brings consolation to our lives. It's the Holy Spirit that brings healing to our lives. When we ask Jesus to heal our past wounds or to be invited into painful memories, it's the Holy Spirit that makes Jesus present there. just as he has made Jesus present in the Gospels. It's the fulfillment of Jesus' promise to remain with us always. In a few minutes, I'll call the Holy Spirit down upon bread and wine. 
and the Holy Spirit will make Jesus present on the altar so that he can be present in your bodies and abide in your hearts. It's the Holy Spirit that converts and transforms our hearts as we receive our Lord's mercy. It's an amazing feast day to finish off this Engaged Encounter weekend. And so today, let us pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on each and every one of us to strengthen the bonds of love between each of us and our Lord, between you as couples. I ask your prayers for me that that Holy Spirit will strengthen the bond between myself and Jesus, that he always will remain the purpose, the driving force of everything that I do in my priesthood. So that we can be a light that shines in the darkness of our culture. And that our joy will inspire many others who encounter us to seek God who is love the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.